Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Off the Crossbar podcast. I'm Jason Greenwood. I'm here with a bit of a different cast this week. We've got Matt Montgomery from Off the Crossbar. That's not that's not where you're from. You're from RSL Soapbox. I'm also from, from Off the Crossbar. And <laughs> Off the Crossbar. I'm actually but, the one other returning member. Yeah, from Off the Crossbar. So. Trevor Brady's out this week, so huh. we brought in some technical experts. Uh, we have Wes Brown from his blog and Soccer News Day, and he does some soapbox stuff. And Charles Barnard, who has his own blog that I forgot the name of. From the Upper Deck. From the Upper Deck. Pretty good read. You should read it. Lots of good stats. That's what Charles does. He's the stat guy. And uh, he also contributes to RSL Soapbox. So, so Jason's go. really the only one who doesn't yeah. contribute to RSL Soapbox. For <laughs> I which don't contribute I, to much. For which I give him a perennial He contributes to Twitter. Yeah, so. I'm just so busy I don't tweeting. know if I'd call that contributing. <laughs> yeah. I guess you call it contributing to the delinquency. <laughs> yeah, i got to get my old handle back. What was that handle again? <laughs> I forgot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And there's a fake account with that handle now. So. Yeah. It's, it's so dirty, the ABC4 won't say it live on air. Anymore. Anymore. Dunny got it in as much as he could before they told him to stop, though. It was pretty nice. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we're here to talk about RSL. And soccer. And soccer in general. Mostly RSL. Most, mostly RSL. Who were coming off of a pretty nice win last week in LA. Was, yeah, that was, that was all right, I guess. Was, what did you guys think of it? Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, it was better than I had anticipate, anticipated going into it. So That's that's Charles, in case you weren't aware. Yeah. What did you think, Wes? Uh, well, I mean, it's touted as RSL's second home. So I think we proved that, and we took the key with us. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, one a result on the road that's against L.A. That's, I'm, yeah, I'm I won't cover that. No, it was a pretty good start to the uh, Jeff Kassar era. Yeah. Kasarians? So, Kas- yeah. We're Kasarians now, right? Are we? It sounds yeah. like some alien race or something. Yeah. Or the Raelians. Uh, I don't any, know what that is. You don't know what the Raelians are? <laughs> no. They're the people who... Well, they're a religious cult sect thing that believes that we'll be transported up into alien spaceships. That's pretty awesome. Point. Like Hailbot kind Yeah, kind of like Hailbot, but I think without the violent edge. Right, 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. They're, cool. they're not as devoted. Yeah. No commitment. Speaking but, of diehard fans... Let's talk about the match. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great match. It was real back and forth. It was pretty wide open. The first ten minutes, it looked like we were going to get destroyed. Yeah, yeah like, I the was. First ten I minutes was or like so of the match, it was not quaking in great. my boots. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't. I shouldn't have said that. I was shaking in my boots. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was uh, like well, I, we went into that looking kind of like shaky and poor and like a defense ready to give up goals. Uh, we had, what, Aaron Mons starting for the first time since that win over Vancouver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I didn't know how it would go. No, I don't did think anybody, anybody did. I don't think anybody expected Mons to start either. We didn't. We spent 20 minutes talking about, about, Salcedo, about yeah. Salcedo last week. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, I thought, I mean, going into it, when I heard he was starting, I was very worried. Um, just from past performances and, uh, you know, he, he blew me away. He, he, was, he was really, really solid. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, he made what, like, fifteen clearances, top in the league that yeah. for the week. Which you you can say a lot of things about whether having a lot of clearances is a, is a good thing. But in that match, having a lot of clearances was a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And he he put himself in a lot of good positions and recovered pretty nicely when he was in some bad ones. So it wasn't it wasn't a case where he cost us anything really. If anything, he was covering for other people pretty you well. You really could see his athletic ability. Through, through the course of the match, the the one play where he ran down Keane, um, yeah. I, I didn't know he had that much speed. Yeah, I mean Keane's Keane's a pretty fast for an old dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though what I noticed in the first about ten fifteen minutes was, I thought the defense wasn't doing as bad as maybe they were immediately after that point, um, because it, it seemed to me we were keeping shots at distance and both Juninho and Landon and I think Sarvas all had. Three, you know, those three players had shots on goal from twenty-five yards, yeah. and I thought that was good. We needed to keep, you know, a locked defense so they couldn't be breaking through the lines. But um, yeah, at around twenty-five minutes or so, it was wide open. Yeah, it was chaos. Yeah, yeah. until what, like the seventieth minute? I know. Yeah, yeah it started swapping the other way, which was funny because um, you know, I mean, 
we shouldn't we shouldn't think it's atypical, but yeah, RSL was controlling possession for a good fifteen minutes there in the middle of the match. Yeah, right? until we well, know, and I think LA just kind of led us. Yeah, and it's funny to see sides that actually can do that. Cause a lot of sides will let us have possession, and we'll just slaughter them. Right. Uh, some sides let us have possession, and we just can't do anything with it. And I think you know LA saw an opportunity for that. But when our substitutions came about, uh, I think we actually changed our shape a fair bit. Whether that was by design or just forced by injury is hard to say. I don't know what do you guys think. Uh, I think you're right that that LA took advantage of being able to handle our possession, but. I, I don't know if it was necessarily um, planned. Oh, they, LA, by design, is a team that counterattacks. Yeah, that's right. what they're right. bread and butter, and they're and, and, really good at it. Yeah, yeah so. I, I think it was it was a little more natural for them. I mean, they, they've played us with this almost exact roster for how many years now, and uh, the, I mean, that 3-2 that to two loss in, at home the other year to LA when... We were up two nothing, and they ended up coming back and slaughtering us. That uh, all those goals are all counterattacks. They they know they know that our game, they know their game, they know that you know they have one of the fastest wingers, I'll consider a winger, in Landon Donovan in yeah. the league, and and that's certainly how it plays for LA. So. Right? Yeah. So they're going to use that to their um, ability. I, I I guess I guess because the way I see LA is be, because they're such a good counterattacking team, that's that's the reason for them allowing other teams to have possession. So it, it's kind of natural, but maybe not by design. Yeah, I, I think I could see that. Yeah. And I think our substitutions maybe like, whether it's natural or by design, well, you know, however, it, however it comes into being, uh, our substitutions almost like we're a foil to that. We took off Louis Skill, who will play further up, and we brought in someone who, Luke Maholland, who I think generally will sit further back. Mm. And I think we saw him do that, except for the moments when we had possession. Uh, we brought on Cole Grossman for Javier Morales, and, and he sat even further back. Now, that partially due to injury, partially due to controlling the match. Uh, hopefully it's not injury. I haven't heard any yeah, updates. Uh, injured, they they yeah. had said some cramping, so... Yeah. Grossman I don't know if we call really that well, by yeah. Yeah. Came on. I love really Cole well. Grossman. After yeah. that, I know it's not on Twitter, but but I love him anyway. Yeah. After that goal against Portland, he's my my hero. <laughs> he's your well, hero. One thing that going back to Mulholland and, and your point is because I even made the point about how he is very good on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he made that point this weekend in an interview, and and that's something I don't know if we necessarily saw when we saw glimpses of him in the preseason. We saw his attacking ability, but. You know, he, he did a lot of work on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, he did exactly what was asked of him, and, and that's what we needed at that point in time. And even if that maybe didn't lead to us gaining more possession, it led to us having more dangerous opportunities. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. got a goal with an asterisk next to it that um, yeah. offside. Oh, yeah. Offside. I, I still want to count that goal in all my stats. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't... Your, your stats might diverge from MLS there, but... Yeah, that was a pretty oh, debatable call. Oh, yeah. debatable. Yeah, yeah debatable. debatable implies there's another side. <laughs> yeah, there's not much of a debate. And I know we're not here to gripe about refereeing, because if we were, we would do it every week, replacement or not, and we'd have plenty of argument. Yeah. Uh, but my word, like, it went I so well. I thought the call was, was a closer call than... I mean, it was a closer yeah. call. Yeah, yeah, by far. It went so well until that moment. Yeah. And then it just all fell apart. Yeah. The wheels came off. Yeah, back, I mean, maybe literally. I don't know. Back to the game. Re- of what do, LA we, are doing. do referees have wheels? That, they might. I thought LA lost a lot when Zardis came off. Which I mean, you know, you could say what you want about his finishing and all that, but he does. Yeah, he does. He does a lot it was to, for us to on, spread uh, the field. Well, with, it's it's interesting because yeah. I, I wrote a I wrote a season preview on my personal blog. What is and, your personal blog? Uh, do you want it the real name or do you want the the web address? Well, why not we'll, we'll post it. We can okay. post it when we post the show. Okay, xtheforest.wordpress.com. All right. All right. Be I don't pay for that stuff, so I'm not paying to get the WordPress off. Yeah. Anyway, I, I thought it was interesting um, that I don't... Okay, there's, there's a multitude of things that I need to say about L.A. Because I, 
when they when it was announced that they were going they were, they were signing Samwell, I was like, I I don't really know anything about this. He's guy. He's that guy but, who did that song, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what? Um, so I, I don't know anything about the guy, but I'm like, I don't really have the feeling like he's going to do well in this league. And of course, the LA was playing Landon at Ford alongside Keen last year, so obviously they're going to play Samwell. Landon's sliding back to the wing on the left side, probably, which is where Zardes played. So now you have Zardes, which is, you know, they were using him as a winger. They have Ishizaki now, who is an out-and-out winger. So who's going to play on the right? If they if they want those two holding-type players in Sarvas and, and Juninho, yeah. are they going to play the, the young guy, Zardes, who they spent all the money to, you know, in their academy for? Or are they going to play Ishizaki? I, and we didn't, I don't think we've seen Zardes on the right before. No, no, I guess not. So, so I had really big questions about that. And if you noticed, um, point number two that I'm going to make. If you noticed, halfway through, he's got this itemized. Yeah, (laughs) halfway through the first half, Ned and Luis switched sides. Yeah, you notice that? Yeah. Which we don't normally do that. Yeah, we saw that a few times last last season. But But sometimes they drift, but not like a full switch. Yeah, but it was it was a swap, and I was. I was wondering why they were doing that, but the more I thought about it, Landon was is clearly the biggest threat, and yeah. Ned playing more defensive. Um, I thought it was a great tactical adjustment. Adjustment. So you know, putting Luis over on the on the left now up against Zardes, I, you know, it was I thought it was a better matchup. Yeah, I'd say so. But and and I think that maybe kept him to shots from distance a little more, hmm. and. Uh, Ned shutting down Landon because it seemed like right when that happened, that was when it cut down on those penetrating runs that Landon and Keenan and Samuel were making. Yeah, that that makes sense, and I think that also works to explain why Louis Skill just didn't have the same impact because right. our play was down the right side. When Landon Donovan is the right winger for your for your team, like you're going to have gaps yeah. in the midfield and on the right side of the midfield specifically. Uh, so we saw Tony Beltran and, and Negro Grabovoy getting down that side, but we didn't see the ball getting switched over to the left much, and I think naturally so. But but it did not leave Louis Skill looking like he had a great match. Right, yeah. he was and, invisible for a lot of the match. And some some matches you're going to have that because you know as a midfielder with only one holding mid, you you're, you know the wide mids are going to be asked to play a lot of defense. So. I think that might be one reason why Luis always shines more when he's central, um, because mm-hmm. he's relieved of some of his defensive duties. Yeah, which he, he, I think he focuses on uh, to his to his benefit. It gets him in the team week after week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it doesn't always lead to him looking like the player that we uh, the hope he can be. Yeah, yeah. he's always a lot. More, seems like he's a lot more defensive on the road, and I don't know if that's just a I product think, of how we play on the road. Yeah, that might be part of it. Because at home, like a lot of the times, he, those big standout matches that he has that gets everyone excited about him are at home. So, yeah. so, so we've talked about all these depressing things a little bit. Uh, what about the more exciting moments, like uh, the really exciting moment that didn't happen? Uh, let's let's ignore that one, the that Luke Mahal goal. But what about that Plata goal? Like, it's pretty fantastic. Would Plata of a year ago have finished that? I don't know. No, no, no. he was he was pretty bad with the one on ones last year. That was probably the weakest point of his game. Yeah, and Charles Charles's stats back that up too. I think uh, he was like eight percent of his shots he took were goals last year, and it was by far the lowest of all the forwards on the team. And you know, how many times last year did we see him get in behind the defense and shoot it right at the keeper? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, all the time. It was just sort of what he did. And for a moment, like, maybe some of us were worried that he might turn out like Paulo Jr. <laughs> uh, thankfully, we, we, that, that notion has been disproven uh, quite thoroughly. But. Yeah, and uh, he finished it really, really well. Even I mean, I was, I was really surprised. I thought he got through, and I expected Pineda to save it, maybe get a yeah. goal off the rebound or something like that. But I didn't expect Plata to finish it. And he yeah, just That was just a calm, perfect collective. Yeah, he, right. I mean, dead, dead one down the center. Um his positioning on goal, it, it was everything. Everything was executed perfectly. Well, you think on the other play where he got in, it took a really good save by Pineda to, to save that shot. Mm-hmm. That that he, you know, he took it to the try to hit the top corner and and mm-hmm. you know, there's 
keepers in this league that would not have saved that. And I think yeah. most of them would. Pineda's yeah. a really good keeper. Yeah. So. I thought, too, uh, that a lot of that build-up to that goal for Plata was a really good example of what Kassar talked about in the preseason, about how they yes. wanted to try to play behind the defenses more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because the really underrated part of that goal, I think you pointed out on the blog of the breakdown, the goal was Sabo's run to pull Omar yep. away. That, it was perfect. And, 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 it, and like and that Omar did open the lane up perfect. Omar still doesn't know what went on. <laughs> yeah. Like, that he yeah. came out afterward and said... Uh, Beckerman I, didn't. I yeah, don't think Be- Beckerman tried to make that pass. Like that is a Beckerman <laughs> pass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Omar, Omar of any of those guys on the field, maybe, maybe with the exception of Landon Donovan, should know that. I mean, he he's been in camp with Beckerman. You know, it, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and he's played against Sabarillo, and yeah. like, and they yeah. just peeled him away perfect. It, yeah. oh, played perfect. him right through. It was well, that, fantastic. That was that was one thing. Um, you know, Omar, Omar. Getting pulled out of position like that—that's one thing. I think Jason and I have talked about this, you know, outside of the Twitter sphere and blogs and everything. But uh, Gonzalez always seems to have a good stretch of games—three, four games—and then he slacks off for five or six or seven. And this, I—I I mean, he—he he seemed to do well generally, but then that one slip up, bam. Goal. But, but it was more than just that. I mean, I think there was a lot of design behind it. Because how many times did we see, like, Plata in the corner with Omar out covering him? That's yeah. exactly where you want Omar to be. Yeah. yeah. It kind of yeah. negates Omar's influence in the middle of the box in the area, yeah. too. If you put Damn. Sabo up against Leonardo, I'd take that matchup well, most and, times. And, I mean, you think there's that cross that Plata put into Sabo, but nine times out of ten, Sabo puts away. Yeah, all yeah. the one that bounced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he uh, was too busy uh, out... In the desert. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Sorry. We don't need to talk about that again. Omar, this did, this yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, no sax talk this week. We're going to have a sax talk <laughs> after this? No, no we're not. But uh, the, the birds and the, and the buzz? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, here we I, I'm grasping the straws here. But let's <laughs> talk about the best part. Well, yes, oh, I'm sorry. Was. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I want to hear what I, you have to say. I, I, can I rant about Samuel a little more? <laughs> I, thought he looked, I thought he looked really out of place. He did. He looked yeah. like he just everybody, gotten with the team. Everybody was pegging him as this target hold-up striker, which makes sense with Robbie Keane because Robbie Keane's like the yeah, he's going to make those runs exactly and off the off the shoulder. But, and... but then Samuel goes into these plays, tries a rainbow over Aaron Mond, and then <laughs> Mond had none, none of it. Yeah, yeah Mond had none of it. He heads it back out, and and then uh, it was the beard. Yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah. And and then he tries something else over on the, the right later in the game and some kind of technical move and isn't able to get by the defender. Like, is he a target forward or is he this technical dribble through type of forward? He's from Brazil, right? Right. And, and so it's funny because... So obviously the answer is both of them because he's the best yeah. player in the world. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. I, I think actually Trevor uh, commented on one of LA... We miss you, Trevor, kind yeah. of. Yeah. I haven't even met you yet, but I miss you. Um, the... LA uh, Twitter account put out this little Vine video of Samuel's rainbow, attempted rainbow, and oh. and saying with a hashtag Samba after it. And Trevor commented on it, and I commented about you know him being this target forward. Like he takes risks, and I like that. But, yeah, but. He doesn't seem technically proficient at executing them. <laughs> but he's from Brazil. And then, and then uh, what's his name? Josh John Guessman from. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, not, yeah. I don't remember his first name, but I'm sure he's not listening. Yeah, whatever. He came back and 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 said, uh, "Oh yeah, you say that after one game." And I was like, "I'll say it all season long. I don't think this guy's gonna fit." Well, it seems <laughs> like you know he came in and and just thought, "Oh, this is some dumb American league. He has yeah. no idea the yeah, skill it, level it, of of MLS play." Part of the part of that is kind of arrogance, I think, yes. where you come in because, like you said, the way he plays and the way he's played in Brazil, he he is a target forward, but he comes in and thinks. Maybe that the quality of play isn't what he's used to. Yeah, in it reminds Brazil, me of Clint Dempsey which, when he came back to yeah, Mass last year. And it's all flash and no substance. That's what Samuel well, gave Sort of like a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, how much did Samuel's you know, tinkering and risk taking cost King more opportunities? You know they're they're supposed to be playing off one another. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about that. That's yeah, amazing. I know I'm not either. It, I How mean, I think Samuel made us look good. Yeah. Let's hope he continues that for another couple of weeks. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 This again. If he's listening and he speaks English, feel free to do that in two weeks <laughs> when uh, when you're here. How do you say it in uh, Portuguese? I have no clue. Uh, hola, is that Portuguese? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm, I'm done trying. All right, it's like Spanish but different. Well, yeah. <laughs> one last thing about the match. Uh, this one guy, what's his name? Um, Nick Romano. Oh, oh yeah, my. Nick Romano. Yeah. Talk about that's the best part. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't. I still. I'm. It's hard to find still. words. Like if, for if he wasn't every single person's man of the match that ever watched that game, there's something. Oh, he was MLS Player yeah. of the Week, except yeah. for a couple people. He actually won uh, Concacaf Player of the Week too. They announced That's that today. Really? Yeah, like Goal.com does and, uh, Concacaf Player of the Week, and Romando got it today. That's so. really cool. I'm happy. Yeah. He was. He was awesome. I mean the. The player ratings on Soapbox, you know, they, they spelled it out right there. That if it wasn't, thanks Randall. Yeah, thanks Randall. If it wasn't for that that one poor clearance, he should have had a ten. Yeah, yeah. That was that's the yeah, most perfect matches you can yeah. have. And yeah. that Robbie Keane hit the post on that. Oh. Anyway, yes. in an in an alternate universe, we're crying right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason, um, tell us about what you did this weekend. I was uh, in L.A. for the match, actually. Oh, was, I uh, I didn't know that. Actually, I saw you on the TV. Yeah. Uh, I think you were looking at your phone. It was after the match, and I bet you were tweeting. <laughs> Probably. I, I, I definitely was dead, never... actually. My phone was, was pretty much dead My condolences. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely never been caught on TV tweeting. Yeah. Um, we won't talk about that Jason Christ meme. Oh, so, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But no, uh, I, was, I was in L.A. It was, it was a really good time, actually. They've got some pretty cool uh, home fans who aren't dicks which is always nice when you go to an was that the angel city brigade are they the good ones yeah the angel city brigade are all right okay um everybody i met there didn't really have a problem there was it was a nice group of us there was about 200 of us you could hear you very well on tv yeah oh really i haven't watched the replay still yeah it's worth watching it's about 70 forward it's just the best thing you've seen all week (laughs) yeah it was uh it was a real good time so la trips are always fun and the nice thing about la too is uh a lot of people go to la for their first one because it's close. And yeah, yeah, it's what, a lot like of people a 12 in Utah, hour drive? Yeah, people in Utah have family in California, whatever. And everyone's always enthusiastic, and it was just a really good atmosphere. Oh, that's good. It was a real good time. Uh, I guess maybe we'll see some of those LA folks in Salt Lake City in two weeks? Yeah, a hopefully. Week? Oh, they always week travel, and a half. Uh, they travel pretty well up here. Is it a week? Yeah, it's a week and a half. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I hope you're all buying streamers. And uh, I know some folks are off to San Jose. They might be there by the time they listen to this podcast. So yeah, have fun. Yeah. I did protect San Jose your, last year, and it was protect your scarves. Yeah, I did San Jose last year, and it was a lot of fun. But I don't like being in San Jose. Yeah, and so we stayed in the city. So People it's from an hour San away. Jose don't like being in San Jose. So. And there were these terrible metal stands, and it was being it's it was not like, like being college at a, campus, right? Yeah, yeah. but it was like being at a high school football game. Yeah, and I banged up my shins just like I would at a high school. I remember football Bean's game. leg after the uh, oh, San Jose yeah. trip last week. Bean's last leg, the leg. May, it, may it forever rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, it was San Jose's new stadium opens up next year, though. That's so. what they say, but we'll see. Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to open up. I this guess year. we could watch their stupid webcam or something. Like yeah, something yeah. like that. But that might be worth a trip once a new place opens up. I haven't heard anything nice about Buckshaw, so. Yeah, Buckshaw is, uh, uh, it's got some terrible It's nickname. cozy. It's cozy. Cozy is nice. an understatement. Yeah. When you, when you buy a house and they say cozy, it means way too small. <laughs> yeah. I think it's actually probably too big for their fan base, but... <laughs> We're not Colorado. Come on. No. <laughs> or soon-to-be ex-Chivas. Yeah, I was actually really impressed by the Chivas crowd. I know that yeah. sounds crazy, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Go on Sunday. More about that. Yeah, go on Sunday to the... We went to the Fire Chivas match because we, we stayed in town until Monday, and it was really nice not being attached at an MLS game, just kind of relaxing and drinking. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, but I think that if they do the rebrand right, there's a lot of potential with that Chivas team because there were a lot of people there who, you know, their their support groups are both really loud. And uh, just the average fan was was real involved with the the team. There was probably as many fire people there as there were Chicago people, or as there were Chivas people. <laughs> but it's it's got a lot of potential. We actually Don Garber was there at the match. Did you and, shout at him? Well, he was really close to us, and funnily enough, he was watching the match with Bruce Arena, which doesn't raise any questions at all. The commissioner mm. watching a match with the coach, but uh, <laughs> Bruce Arena's a storied manager in this. <laughs> yeah, league. Arena was probably saying we were supposed to get two penalties last night, not yeah. one. What happened? <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> It was uh, it was pretty cool to be a neutral at a match. And Chivas are a pretty good team this year. They were a lot hmm. of it's because of Wilmer Cabrera, but they reminded me a lot of how Colorado played last what year. What about that one guy, Bofo? Bofo. Bofo. 
Bofo. There was uh, that was like probably the biggest uh, biggest noise the whole night was when Bofo checked into the game. Wow. So yeah, yeah I mean, from us in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that doesn't pretty awesome me. hairdo. So. Yeah, but still, it was a free kick. It wasn't like it was going to play. Yeah. It was a nice free kick. Yeah, Chicago got really unlucky in that game, but it was uh, it was pretty entertaining. I mean, cool. Well. I'm glad you went uh, representing off the crossbar, of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. My yeah. off the crossbar tee that <laughs> doesn't exist. Oh, we yeah. need off the crossbar yeah. t-shirts with yes. our faces on it. Yeah, there you go. That's in an ensemble idea. style, all grand. If we don't want to sell any of them. I bet our mothers will buy them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Please, Mom. Do you know the way to San Jose? I'm going back to find some peace of mind in San Jose. We have some sad news. Samuel has has scored for LA Galaxy. So disregard everything we said about him. No, that's not true. He's awesome. That's not true. He's equal to Chad Barrett. <laughs> yeah, he scored up a Chad uh, Mother F and Barrett. Yes. <laughs> they I'm don't... sorry, Mom, about the language. I'll swear <laughs> next time. Yeah, but so uh, Galaxy are up one 0 on Zolos. Oh, after ten minutes. Yeah, we'll not talk about that one too much because who knows where it'll end up. You can't predict LA Galaxy games. Yeah, and you all know the score by the time you listen to this. So, unless you decide to keep it a secret so you can listen to the podcast and be surprised. Uh, so let's move on to uh, Saturday. Yep, San Jose this weekend, another road game. So uh, two two road games to start, but I think this one might yeah. be a little bit easier than LA was. Yeah, maybe we'll find out. Uh, how did they do last? Did they play last weekend? San Jose? No, I don't know. They, they, they played Toluca that? last night. Oh, yeah. How'd I, they do? 1-1. Uh, Finished 1-1. One, one. They mm. did the San Jose thing and scored at the last possible second. Stephen Lenhart, like, headbutted the guy into the goal with the ball following? Or? Uh, oh, that was that was out yeah, yeah, basically. Oh. Yeah. The Al other Gordon. the other Bash brother, which is the most annoying name in Yeah, we should start calling him the Koopa Twins or something. <laughs> there, there you <laughs> go. It's the Koopa okay. Troop. Yeah. Um, I'm but, not going to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and Wondolowski was very off form. Cool. Yeah, he missed a couple. He had a he had couple, a couple of really good chances that he yeah. wait seemed like he was waiting a little too long on him. Ooh. A couple of quintessential. Maybe it's like that like that down the the downhill of his career. Yeah, Wando. I don't know. Wando kind of divides me because he's he's you can't argue with his goal scoring record, but I I, I want to. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but when people throw him in the, like the same conversation as Sabo in terms of like talent level no, it kind of irritates worlds the apart yeah and we see that like when Wanda makes a national team boring um, yeah. except that one game what was that game the Korea uh, game Korea. Korea. Yeah. and he he played in the gold cup last year too yeah I think. he was alright right. I mean, the gold cup's not toughest competition no not, yeah. uh, it's no Italy that's for sure I think one thing that, that we need to keep in mind for this game it's going to be completely different style of play than what we saw against LA just oh. for the nature of how San Jose plays. I hate watching San Jose play, even against us. It's just, like, it hurts. I feel like I'm getting my head bashed in. I hate watching San Jose games just because of the hometown commentating. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, yeah. No watching on MLS Live this time, then. Yeah. Um, I, I think we'll still see more counterattacking, uh, but in a different way. Yeah, I think that's one of the things Jeff Kassar has pointed out is... Yeah. As being something like he wants the team to focus on a little more, and and let's let's hope that it works because we've got got a good squad for it. Like we talked about last week, like we are perfectly set up to counterattack. It's yeah. just a shame we don't, didn't more often. Yeah. So uh, let's let's start talking about this match a little more in depth. Uh, who do you guys think impressed last week uh, and increased their chance to start this week with competition uh, going on in the ranks? I think Plata made that number two spot his yeah. until Finley gets back. I mean, I know Olmos, Yeah, even Olmos, then, I think yeah. he's got a good argument to keep it. Yeah, I know uh, Olmos didn't play at all, but Plata and Sabo's chemistry is just so good together. And Plata, he, they're basically perfect complements to each other. Because yes. the, the things that Plata mm-hmm. does really well are things that set up what Sabo does really well. Yep. Statistically, they had the best scoring rate among the strike partnerships last year. Yeah, and I think that's something Plata, good to so. point out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they and they get the best thing is they get along, which I mean I know that's that's a real little thing, but yeah, well, sometimes Sabo you get gets the feeling with from Sabo, right? yeah, that, uh, he's like the the quintessential nice friendly guy on the team. Yeah, exactly. I heard that's what he's known from, for. Uh, insider sources. Yeah, but uh, no, I think Plata he had he had a really good game, and it, against LA, it never hurts your chances. When you I really think I think you're right so. to point that out. Uh, what do you guys think? Aaron Mond starting over Carlos Salcedo again? I think yes. you'd have to. You have to because they were really they were just going off his preseason form yeah. to merit that start in the first place, and then he has a game like that against LA. Yep. I don't know if you could take it away from him. Oh, I, I, I don't know how. I mean, if, if San Jose starts Linhart and, uh, and Gordon, uh, which they probably won't do with Wando, um, but either way, you, you'd expect to see both Linhart and Gordon on the field at some point or another with subs and everything. Oh. But what, what Mon does against those guys, I think, is going to christen him for the future games because it's like breaking a bottle of champagne against him yeah Yeah. exactly Uh, it's just a matter of how much he gets cut up a hammer I don't know oh Uh, I think this is a game that that we might really miss Schuler just because Schuler is so dominant in the air I mean anything that comes his way in the air you know he gets and it's fantastic to finally see that from him too and all San Jose didn't all they do is send balls into the box and, you know, with crosses. And and I think one if there was one game we would really want Schuler to be in, it would be this one. But, you know, I think that, you know, Mond was solid enough that we don't want to rush Schuler back. The last wow. thing we would want is for him to be out for an extended period of time. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, Luke Mahon, do you guys, I, I think he stays on the bench. Um, I do I, too. I think he, he showed really well. Uh, but I think Louis Gill gets the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, just by the nature of him being a very capable player for us and knowing this, the system really well, and being acquainted with the way San Jose play, they yeah. might complement nicely. Because if you're not used to it, I'm sure it can be kind of. Yeah, we don't need yeah. a Luke Mahon red card in the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't need any it's red a, yeah. cards. And, and maybe that's maybe a San Jose red card, but I, yeah. I, I honestly don't see any changes in the, in the starting lineup between last week and. And this coming week. Yeah, I don't think I do either. I think uh, we showed just well enough uh, from that second 45 forward that no changes will be necessary. I'd be surprised if there were even changes to the 18. I mean, that... that yeah, was the exception of Schuller. Yeah, with Schuller possibly. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the next thing we need to touch on is, is will Schuller make the bench? Uh, it sounds like he might from from the latest news, and and it sounds like right now he's just not ninety minute healthy. But if he's thirty minute healthy, he probably will see the bench. You you gotta also think if if one of the center backs starting center backs goes down or uh, gets sent off or something like that. Oh no! Or do you want to put Schuler in the in the on the bench to possibly have to come in? Yeah, I Especially mean... Especially against Gordon and Lenhart. Yeah, in terms of ability, like, there's no question, but in terms of fitness... Yeah. Is that more of a risk? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. That's, a, that's a, a good thing to think about. And I'm sure Jeff Kassar is racking his brain right now, uh, smiling the whole time, of course, because I I <laughs> don't know... what he know, does. Yeah, I don't know how he does it, but he's got a... <laughs> It's always happy. He's kind of dreamy, yeah. too. Yeah, kind of. We have a good history of dreamy coaches in the post-Ellinger era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, John Ellinger, however, was... Um, yeah. Yeah. Go, going back to Mulholland, though, yeah, I agree that we're, we won't see him in the starting lineup, but I think it would be surprising if he doesn't come on as one of the subs. Um, Luis Gill, just through his history, is not normally a 90-minute player for for this team. They, they normally bring him off, and, and I think that, especially if we need a spark, we're going to see Mulholland on the field. Yeah, I think that there's a good argument for that. Maybe maybe we see Jordan Allen again. Uh, maybe we see someone like John Sturzer make the bench. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I think with Cole Grossman playing as well as he did during his cameo, uh, I don't think we'll, we'll see too much change. Yeah, Grossman was really well. I mean, he played really well last weekend, so I'd be surprised to see him drop off the 18. It would actually, wouldn't surprise me if we saw the exact same three subs in this match. Um, That'd be so weird. I, I know the team is, is very high on Jordan Allen, and, you know, even though he was only in for a couple minutes, I thought he handled himself very well. Yeah, I think he was vital to our win, which is weird to say for players in for, like, five minutes, but... And those 18. Yeah. Yeah. 
that kid at 18 has more talent than I will have in 100,000 yeah. years. Of course, by then I'll be kind of old and... Possibly dead. But... <laughs> Possibly, but I'm not counting on it. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Come back to me in 100,000 years. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll, uh, we'll talk. You want to put money uh, on it? No, I thought, I thought Alan played really well last week. Like you said, even if it was just brief, that was so smart of him to take that ball to the corner. And then the second chance that he got when he saw the space... To get in on goal, he actually ran it down and kind of kind of forced the play and took it towards the goal. Yeah, yes. so he's just so smart, such smart play from how for how young he is. And he's really impressive. Yeah. I'm excited. So, what's our best chance to win this? Um, I think that I don't know San Jose's weakness to me is their midfield. I've never yes. had a really high opinion on. Yes. Well, they don't need a midfield. midfield. They just sort of loop it over the top. Yeah. Of course, now they've got that. Uh, that tall guy back Barazzi. from Jamaica. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Kari Stevenson. Kari right. Stevenson. Yeah. Stephenson Stevenson? <laughs> yeah, Stevenson. I miss Kari. I miss Kari's right foot. Yeah. <laughs> that thing's a cannon. You can take that and put it on any of our midfielders. Ned Gravaboy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ned Gravaboy yeah. <laughs> with the right foot of a Kari Stevenson. That would be he'd okay. Probably, he'd probably have to limp. A man, of, <laughs> a man of my dreams. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, their their midfield though it's it's pretty weak on paper. Yeah, yeah. I, there's some guys that I've, Salinas is a pretty decent player. He just has to, had a lot of trouble staying healthy, right. and that's always been the knock on Salinas. And Joe Cronin is Joe Cronin. Yeah, he's one of those guys that you're just constantly like, oh, this guy still plays in MLS. Do you think so we might Sam, see Sam Cronin? I was yeah, it's Sam Cronin. Look at Wes correcting me. Uh, I think it's Jeff Cronin. <laughs> Jeff Cronin. Well, Cronin. Either way. He's just, uh, he's... He's kind of outdated. I, I told Jason last night, we were talking, I, I, Cronin was good for the time that he's played, but with with a new guy, Parazi, as D-mid, I don't know how Cronin fits in. He's, I mean, is are they playing two D-mids now, kind of like how L.A. does, or uh, is, is Cronin shifted... You know, further outside, or yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then you have uh, Walter, what's his name? Walter Ramirez, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Who, like who showed okay last year, but he's like the only guy that's going to be serving balls in, right? Well, Salinas, Salinas, but yeah. he's more of. I mean, I know he's kind of. And his service, is, yeah, his service Goodson, the, yeah, his service uh, isn't great. Well, I think one thing we need to take into consideration as well is that that they have another Champions League game, yeah. you know, next week and. There's a good chance we're not going to see their main starting eleven. Maybe that's more scary for us. Maybe an unknown quantity and like a hungry quantity is dangerous to us. Yeah. Do you I'll, think I'll take I'll take Sean Francis and Brandon Barkley on the back line over? <laughs> that's another <laughs> over thing. some other guys over Claire. Yeah. 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 Another thing with with San Jose too is their their width on the back line their outside back positions are yeah. both kind of uh, I mean Bernard is and, and Goodson are both quality center backs but their outside backs leave a little bit to be desired for that especially with yeah. this if we play with the we, we were playing pretty wide against LA yeah and yeah, so if we, we play with that same sort of width against San Jose it could go pretty well mm-hmm. it could it could it could indeed and you get, can't really play that wide against San Jose at Buckshaw. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, limits, that really limits what, what we can do, how wide we can go. Well, and, and, and Perazzi, I think, is kind of the X factor because we just haven't seen him. I mean, he's Down. brand new. So yeah. with he's him standing in front of good, good, potentially Goodson and Bernardes, uh, that's, uh, you know, going down the center of the pitch. Sabo's going to have his hand full. And yeah. Javi's going to get fouled at times. Yes. He, yes. I mean, everyone gets fouled at times against San Jose. And maybe that's how we win it. You know, free kicks outside the box, let him foul. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a while since we focused on those, and I yeah. think under Jeff Kassar, like, it looks like we might yeah, Craig, have, have Craig looked Weibel, at those. Craig Weibel coaching free kicks. And yeah. one, of, one of the things that was said at the media luncheon the other week was uh, the team didn't hasn't really worked on set-piece set plays um, in preseason, and that was by design. They didn't want. Um, they didn't want to show their hands. Yeah, they didn't want to show their hands. Huh. So uh, we we may see something. We may we may let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. So oh, the the funny thing about like the the past era is like we showed our hand by not practicing them at all. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that we are it's just that that little change. No, it could kind of make inter- ripples. Interesting point. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but I noticed a lot of short balls on our set pieces last week. There's yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of them. 
uh, we didn't really send much into the box. Yeah, I think with Omar Gonzalez in there, like, that's probably good. What point. are you gonna do? Like, but do 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 we have that same type of problem with Bernardes and Goodson? I think with Bernardes though, you can you can try to get a ball into the box and bait Bernardes into doing something stupid. Yeah, because that's yeah. Bernardes. I mean, well, and if, he, if it hits Clint Goodson, and, you get the ball back. And if you <laughs> are dealing with the replacement referees. Oh. I mean, they they could be a factor this weekend because if Bernardes is as physical as he typically is so, in the box, it might be easy. to And get that's a call. something MLS is, or a pro has said before yeah, the, the, the be season starts. Yep. Fouls so, in the box are going to be watched a little more closely. So, like, so who do you, who do you match up between this the strike pairings and the center back pairings? I'd love you put to Plata against I'd, Bernardes. No, I'd put Plata against Clarence Goodson because it'll just be so funny to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Sabo is used to Bernardes from World oh, Cup qualifying. He's yeah. yeah. a lot of battles. Yeah. I mean, did Sabo come out this week and talk about highly praised Bernardes in, yeah. in the media? So. Sabo. Sabo. Mm. Just getting in his head. So dreamy. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, yeah all right. he's all right. He's no Jeff Cassar. Yeah. Not only smiling, he's more stern. But no, I think. He's uh, like a stern Jeff Cassar. Yeah. <laughs> stern Puerto Rican. <laughs> Costa Rican. Puerto Rican. Yeah, Costa Rican. Yeah, Puerto Rico? <laughs> yeah, Costa Rican. Jeff Kassar. I misspoke there. You're probably thinking of our dreamy referees. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they were ideal. But no, I think uh, you... I, I agree. I think Plata... and good, You pair Plata up with Goodson and probably Sabo with Bernardes. Yeah. Plata and Bernardes. Would, that might be entertaining. I think we're in for an entertaining match, no matter what happens. Yeah. It's just I, a matter of stress level. I, I think Jason's right about the width. If we can, if we can work the width again and and hamper down on the outside backs, I think that we could probably see a lot more opportunities. Because if you notice in preseason, we were crossing the ball quite a bit in preseason. Yeah. And with Sabo in the box, as long as he can outmatch Bernardes or whoever he's going to be paired up against, I, I think we could. That's another way we could definitely score, mm. is, you know, uh, Ned or Luis down the wing, um, sending across, or, or Beltran or winger too. Yeah, the, yeah. O- um, the overlap. Yeah. Like, so, and, so shameless plug time, I just put out a, a blog post about crosses, and Beltran sent in a lot more crosses last year than either Gravelboy or Beal did, so... Yeah, I mean, I, like I think by by some design, like Gravelwango are going to stay a little more central, right, and right. Beltran's obviously it's going to be wider. But I think the the one thing you pointed out that was really interesting was how many more crosses Beltran sends in than Winged. Yeah, and the like the success is actually pretty good. Like people praised Lavelle Palmer for his crossing last year. Uh, Tony Beltran's crossing accuracy was better. Yeah, and I think I kind of pointed out in the article. I think we all remember the wonderful cross that Palmer put into Sandoval oh, in that Cooper perfect. game, and then that clouds every other cross that he sent in because we just remember well, the beautiful. One. Well, and at the rate that Beltran's been sending in crosses, of course, you're you're gonna see just as many bad crosses yeah. as good crosses because of the volume. Oh so, yeah, and especially because we're not like a heavy crossing team anyway. Right. right. Yeah. It's a weird one. Uh, predictions. Anyone have any like? Bold or not so bold uh, predictions for Saturday? It's not going to be a five zero blowout like the other year. Definitely oh. not. I don't think anything bold. Well, you never know. I mean, that that game was due to a red card, and with right. the refs, I, I think that's the wild card. I, yeah. You don't know if you know if yeah. they reach. My bold prediction is the refs will make a bad call. No, <laughs> not bold at all. Yeah. Hashtag not bold. Yeah, it's been a, been a little bit since we heard that one. Yeah. Hashtag Gilswag. I'll I'll say two one RSL. Why? Um, what 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 brings takes us there? I think I could definitely see a free kick goal. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't care who takes it. It could be it could be Mond <laughs> taking the kick. I could see. I could how see how about Nick goal. Romanda? Mond yeah. actually Mac Mond actually finishes pretty well for a that's true. For yeah. Oh, we saw a little bit of that, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I could see some kind of scrappy play in the box um, with Sabo or Plata, mm. um, and then you, know, you can't rule out the Goonies, I guess, and they <sighs> you know scratch back and get a late one to. Try they to do come always back, seem but... to score at least once. They're not a team that gets shut out very often. Yeah, not yeah. often. They score a lot of goals. Yeah. Break Say a lot what of you hands. want about Linhart, but I will. They score. I mean, he scores too. So, Wando though, man, Wando looked 
way off last night. Charles, what are you predicting? Uh, I'm going to say a 2-2 draw. I, again, um, I, I don't think that... If you're not at home, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no. I, I agree with what's been said. I, I don't think it's going to be tough to, to hold San Jose down and not allow them to score. And I just... I, and I see a late goal one way or the other that will, will cause the draw. Jason? I say 3-1 RSL. Mm. I know that's pretty ballsy. I hope you're not but, uh, my How the goals come? Um, I could see Sabo grabbing a couple, kind of like last year against San Jose. That was an early match, so a lot of people forget about it. But Plata and Sabo, oh, yeah. kind of, that was before Clarence Goodson arrived. To you know what's funny about that match? You know the last time San Jose lost at home? Was that match? That match. Really? Mm. I didn't. I didn't realize they went undefeated the rest of the season. Yeah. Wow. But uh, no, I could see Plata and Sabo grabbing a couple, and then maybe a f- uh, goal off of a, a free kick or a corner. Free kicks, I think, are going to be a lot more dangerous this year. I hope with so. Mulholland thrown in there because so. it's yeah. not. Oh, Avi's going to take this. Yeah, you yeah. You I mean? bre- you you like switch things up a little bit. You yeah, make, add an element of unpredictability. Even yeah. Saturday, I think Plata took a free kick once. Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure. But... Took a corner. Yeah, he's taking corners. Oh yeah, he he took the corner that the... the bicycle. Oh, oh my gosh, that was a beautiful thing. Yeah, what's your prediction, Matt? Three nil. Just say. I always <laughs> say three nil. Three nil. Uh, but I have more specific elements to my prediction this time. Uh, three three nil, nil for RSL, right? Well, of course. Uh, three nil on a Clarence Goodson own goal hat trick. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and then he gets sent off in the 72nd minute with uh, for something completely innocuous that probably was unjust. Second, but he's or... just so bad that like no one really minds yeah. from San Jose, and he gets like a 2.7 on Football Manager. There you go. <laughs> That's my prediction. But no, I think. Uh... That's a that's a pretty bold prediction. I specialize it could, it in could, bold things. It could happen. Bold text. Uh, yeah. Bold. Yeah. Bold text is right. Yeah. Control B, Command B. Yeah. If you're using yeah. uh, Markdown and a couple couple stars. Right. L- 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 let's move. And there yeah. you are without a friend. You pack your car and ride away. I've got lots of friends in San Jose. back without jurassic park music this time i suppose that can was my favorite part of the last part. that was your favorite part yes yeah not the six i was a dinosaur geek when i was a kid so jurassic park right up my alley mm. but you weren't a kid when jurassic park came out oh yeah what i was nine years old man I thought you were like 80. 93. Oh, 93. Oh, You're 93. I thought it came out like later than that. You're right. You're right. Seems so old. <laughs> I was in high school when it came out. Not so. really. I think I wow. was, it came out in 93, I so I was 7. 7. Yeah. No, 6. I was 6. Mm. All right, so we've got some questions today. Uh, questions. Questions. Uh, What's the first question, Matt? The first question is from our compatriot, Trevor Brady, who couldn't be here today because he was worried about a job or something. Why? Whatever. Um, does RSL try to out-physical San Jose? Is this my best Trevor voice? Am I doing okay? A little deeper. Does RSL try to out-physical San Jose? <laughs> or stick to the possession-slash-fast-passing style they played against L.A.? Uh, I think it'll be the same style. We don't we don't change our style up that much. There might be a little more physicality to it on San Jose's side that'll provoke some more out of us, but I don't think there'll be a huge switch. I would agree with that. I think it would be a mistake if we did try to out-physical San Jose, because I don't know if many teams in the league could do that. Well, when we saw the other year when we tried to get physical with San Jose, we get red cards, and we lose by a large margin. So yeah. it, it's... You, you gotta stick mm. to the game plan. Yeah, stick to what you know. Yeah. I agree with that's that. That's kind of what we're known for, sticking to what we know. So That's true. Good old consistent Real Salt Lake. Yeah. Smiles yeah. on our faces the whole way. Uh, our fav- favorite uh, Reading supporter, Daniel Cross, asks, Will there ever be a boy born who can swim faster than a shark? First, Daniel, I want you to know that this is a serious podcast and we only accept serious <laughs> questions. Uh, We're just using you as an example right now. But noting that, 
Uh, Jason, what do you think? Uh, I've never seen Jao Plata swim, but he might be able to give a shark. I can, I've seen him dance. Yeah, he can dance. He can definitely outdance a shark. Mm. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Randall Sir asks. Well, he he asked a question that I won't repeat because it was not a great question. He was he was being a little sarcastic, Randall. He but but then he asked us to discuss uh, Louis Gill and Jordan Allen's potential. Because that would be interesting, and I agree, that would be interesting. So, uh, Wes, why don't you kick us off? Uh, I, Jordan Allen has way more upside, in my opinion, than, than Luis Gill has ever had under Real Salt Lake. And I think that's just because he grew up in the academy. Um, that's the whole point of the academy. You're <laughs> teaching kids a system that you hope that they will eventually play in professionally. So... Uh, Luis Gill had a little bit of a learning curve, I think, and uh, you know, early in his career, but he's proving himself well yeah. enough. And uh, but beyond that, J- Jordan Allen can can play probably goalkeeper if we asked him to, and and he'd do he wouldn't well. be happy. He won't be happy. He'd but, complain about it on Twitter. But. Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely, Jordan Allen has has way more upside to me, and the kid's eighteen. I. You could have another 10 years out of him, easy. Easy. 10 yeah. years, and he'll be at his peak in yeah, 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's scary. I, I think, I th- just one more thing, I think the the biggest question with Allen is is finding him a permanent position on the field yeah. and helping him to hone himself into that position. I, I think there's a, a good argument for that. You know, At the, the top, top level, you don't see a lot of players who are are really versed in in many different positions at that level. Charles, what do you think? So I've tried to not be too much of a Jordan Allen homer because I saw him play last year and was blown away by him. Um, my prediction for him is that when Hobby retires, he's the man that's going to take the top of the diamond. Um, he He's just so good on the ball. He just has just oozing potential, and he loves to attack. Um Although we could probably use him in right back, I think his attacking ability is just so overwhelming, even at this point, that that the future is extremely bright with him. Uh, with Gil, Gil's a little bit of a different story in my mind, and I might be someone that a lot of people would disagree with, but I somewhat think Gil's overrated. Um, the national folks love him, and, and I just see him disappearing too much in games and until I see that consistency from him. You know, I, I somewhat worry about what his future might be. Yeah, I can understand that. Jason, what do you think? Oh, I, I would agree kind of with Charles's take. I don't know if he's overrated. I just think that maybe the expectations for Gil got a little out of hand, if that makes sense. I think Gil's a really, really good MLS player, and he's still got the potential to be a top, top yeah, MLS I mean, player. He, he's still very young yeah, himself. And, yeah. and, but I don't know if he's ever going to be that like all-time great sort of national team player that people seem to think that he might be some of the national media guys because even the local media and the people around here no one i don't know anyone who ever thinks that gill gill's probably going to have a really long career with the national team but i don't think he's ever going to go down as one of the best guys that ever played for the u.s national team but with gill he could totally surprise us and just everything will click one day and be he'll become that guy yeah but i think i think i wonder is that do we play the right system for gill I think that might be part of the problem. Is that um, I, I think we do play the right system for Gil, but the position that would be best for him is kind of taken. Yeah. Like he he did, he excels in that number ten spot. We even saw it with the U.S. national team, like the senior side, he was really good in that number ten <clears> spot <throat> for that short time he was there. Uh, but like he's he's never going to get minutes at the number ten spot while Javier Morales is at his peak. Yeah, um, and, and so we put him in this unfamiliar position, and he's not the same type of number ten that Hobby is, no. yeah. and and that's that's another issue. Is we we've had Hobby for so long in that position, proving himself game in game out, and and we've been relying on his playmaking. Gill's a playmaker, but he's not making the plays like in the same way that Hobby is. Yeah, and that and, disrupts things a little bit. Right, right, and and I, I would agree. Gill is at his best offensively when he's at. You know, the top of the diamond or whatever we choose to play when he's in the in the center of the field. But um, I I think going back to the national team thing, one of the things that Gill, if he really is going to be a fixture in the national team uh, in the future, then uh, 
what about Jordan Allen when it comes to that too? Because he's been getting calls to, well, he's had calls to the U eighteens and yeah, the U twenties, yeah, now the U twenties, and and so you got to think about that too. So that there's a lot of competition there for that that you know central uh, attacking midfield type of role. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty confident that he'll make the Olympic team in two years if he's yeah. not already made the senior team. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's a stretch, but uh if he if he continues to get minutes and impress for us, uh I don't think there's a way we overlook him. Mm. No. And and we don't have to cap time. Well you but. like I brought up last week, when you have guys who are at the top level of the club, like management wise, who are comparing him to Landon Donovan, that's a lot. Because yes. guys like that don't like to blow up expectations. Right. And, and I don't think they would make those comparisons if they didn't think that there was some some relevance to him. And and the, uh, the University of Virginia coach who Allen played under for a season, uh, he was rated him higher than Ben Olsen and a lot of the other guys that came out of yeah. uh, UVA. So, it's and he was there for one year as a freshman. One season, yeah. yeah. And he gets a free education. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. All right, let's move on from that. Rebecca Peterson asks, and uh, Jason, I think this is probably tailored to you, how do you think our away section compares to the away sections we host at the Riot. Compare us to everyone mm. else. That's always fun to do. Uh, I think we we do pretty well. Uh, the away travel's gotten a lot better the last couple years, which I think everybody would kind of agree on. And uh, L.A., we had a great group. Like I said, there was about 200 of us, and everybody was loud, noisy the whole time. Had fun antagonizing the Galaxy fans. Oh, I bet. And then, I don't know, uh, there's, there's those groups like Seattle and Portland who are just kind of so far past everybody else that it's hard to make a comparison and I'm probably going to get flack for saying that but it's just kind of a fact but those guys how long have they been around yeah supporting their teams I would say that uh our away crowd at uh at the cup final last year was awesome I think that was better than any any away group we've seen in Salt Lake City oh yeah absolutely without a doubt yeah and everybody just got on the same page worked but it's a it's a, a huge Event, I yeah. Mean, so it, they're not quite apples in that. Plus, there was what like five five hundred of us in the last cup, at least something like that. So I don't know. I think we compare favorably because there's some groups that don't even bring anybody. I mean, we'll get games there where there's nobody. Yeah. That's just a party in the less because the league's so big. Cheetah brings but... more fans than uh, than a lot of teams. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which is kind of cool, actually. We'll see what happens. Uh, what happens with that next year? But uh, moving on, Trevor McGuire asks. If San Jose, no, oh. <laughs> that was completely unintentional. <laughs> don't, don't cross the line. <laughs> Sigmund Freud line. is, uh, yeah, is not. To... <laughs> Are you good? Uh, oh, uh, we'll we'll see. You want to ask the question? Uh, if uh, San Jose go with uh, Linhart and Wando, who muscles Linhart? And who chases Wando all night? Uh, what do you think, Charles? I think right now that um, you're going to have probably Mond on Wando would be my guess. Uh, just for the fact that Wando moves around a lot. Mond showed his athletic ability uh, <laughs> last week. And, and, you know, I think Fortress is the one that's really going to try and, and body up the Lenhart. That's probably uh, a fair guess. I mean, <clears throat> I worry about that a little bit um, with Mondo and Wando, um, just because like Wando's movement is really just fantastic, and Mond really hasn't proven himself in that way. I think he he shows really well physically, and so I might actually swap him and go Mondo and Lenhart. I think Lenhart's a little more predictable. Yeah. Than Wando can be, even though I just said earlier that Wando was kind of predictable. But I think that Mond on Linhart makes a little more sense. But the other thing, too, is you have to take into account do you put the guy who you don't know how he is temperament wise up with Steven Linhart? We've seen him get into a few altercations already <clears throat> in his like four games. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see Borchers. Borchers mm-hmm. is probably so used to the, the crap. Yeah, he'll yeah, yell. That, he'll, yeah. That it is what it is. So. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything else to add. I think that it, if it was my choice, it would be it would be Mond on uh, Wando just because of. <laughs> oh, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> We're still laughing. Sorry. I can't I even think. Yeah, Matt crossed the line. We'll be uh, uh, we'll be issuing apologies later. Yeah. 
check our Twitter let's for the uh, apology. <laughs> Uh, let, let, let's move let's on. Uh, Chris Carpenter asks, what club are you most afraid of and least afraid of? Charles, you want to start? Sure. Um, I'm most afraid of Portland. Even with their... Chris is from Portland, so he'll eat that up you say that. But go ahead. Sorry. Um, even with their ho-hum performance last weekend, um, I just I don't see anyone stopping them in the West. They are, I mean, they were great last year, and it seems that the moves that they made in the offseason is only going to make them better. And just one more year under Caleb Porter's system as well, uh, I, I, they're the ones that scare me the most. Chris? Um, I would probably agree with that. From the West, I would definitely agree with that. The, the only other team that I think we'd probably have major issues with could be uh, SKC. Um, just because flashes of that game last year hmm. in July or whatever it was that that they obviously wanted it more and they had a little in my opinion a little more help getting it but um, it's it's always a great matchup but if, if we're getting at the end of the season and we need points those are the games that we've got to win absolutely um, we, we've we've kind of had Portland's number the last couple of years and especially last year under under Porter, um, I, I would say long-term, especially when it comes to playoff time. I mean, it's, it's March now. We're talking about playoff, maybe. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I would hope so, too. P- Portland, I think, probably would be a bigger matchup um, that I would be afraid of, but luckily we only played one game against Kansas City, so... Hmm. Hopefully we can avenge... Uh... Last year against Kansas City, not MLS yeah. Cup because that's not yeah, that's I hope not so. getting avenged. Are we playing there but, uh, this year? Yeah, we play yeah. there. I think oh. it's April sixth or May sixth. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's it's, it's all coming so fast. So I I would agree that Portland is kind of the team to fear because CCL is not really going to affect them a ton this year. So I know I know they got into it and they get they got deeper with some of the like Argentines, yeah. Argentines. I know the added. Spanish guys are bringing. In. Yeah, they just seem to get better. And yeah. like like we said, uh, we kind of had their number last year, but you kind of wonder how much of that was maybe Jason Christ having Caleb Porter's number as much yeah. as anything oh, we were else. Because about Portland, I yeah, Kansas City. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, no, uh, I just Portland, they're good. They're really good, and it could be a case where we just had their number again. And I, but I, I, I don't think so, there's but anyone else. Like the else. mind games are gone, and I think the mind games really played in our favor. Yeah, and I, I don't. Especially when Portland starts changing their system that they played all year. Yeah, to try to counter what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. And I, uh, I would have, I would have put LA up there, but we just played so well against them on Saturday. And yeah, when if they if it, they yeah. consistently play like they did on Saturday, I mean, we we got a little bit lucky to get out of there with the result that we did. But I don't know if they're going to be the most dangerous team, you know, in the league or the West or anything like that. In the East, Kansas City is going to be good because Kansas City is always up there. It's just the system that they have and the players they have for it. But other than that, I mean. You could the Red Bulls will probably be good again, but the depth for New York is just so bad. Yeah, I think especially at forward spot. Yeah, Ugh. I think you don't look past Houston. Yeah, yeah. never look past Houston. I did, I yeah. did. I I don't have them going to the playoffs this year, but after, after that game against New England, another team uh, is Vancouver. That was a really impressive performance. For yeah, Vancouver I, I think and, the thing we can take away from this is that <laughs> basically everybody's approved. Yeah, yeah, uh, except Colorado. Yeah. yeah, well, that that would yeah. be a good segue into who we fear the least. I'd actually forgotten that Colorado existed, like, existed, <laughs> or like was relevant. One of the things that really impressed me from the weekend actually was not just like you mentioned the way Portland played against Philadelphia, but Philadelphia played really well. Yeah. in that match, that's a good point. Really well, and it's like Philadelphia's manager has finally got the players that he wants in for that system and. Yeah, they, the they last really messages could've... of uh, Peter, Peter Novak. Novak yeah. yeah, if it's taken two years to rid the team of Peter Novak, that's that's well, a lot. might be a really good pickup for them. And they were playing him high up the pitch too. They he was not in that you know role of right in front of the defense. So um, how how they play Moadu is is going to be uh, crucial to how they perform. I think. Um, can we go back to Colorado? Yeah, how about yeah. the teams we're least afraid of? Least afraid I think of we can Colorado. probably all agree on Colorado. Yeah. I, I just, do they have a coach yet? Yeah, they yeah, officially they, yeah. confirmed it's but Pablo. Pablo. Where have they gotten better? 
I mean, they picked uh, up Marvin Chavez and this Jose Mari guy. Yeah, Marvin Chavez can probably do something, I guess. Well, they move Mar- they're saying they want to move Marvel Wynn back to center, center back, back and with, shift O'Neal yeah, out with wide, Drew Moore. too. Yeah, I don't... And Shane O'Neal was fantastic at center back that, last that's year. That's the only thing they got going for them is they, their young kids are pretty, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah Dylan, they, Dylan Cerna and Shane O'Neal and, and... Chris Clute. Clute. Chris yeah. Clute and Dylan Power. Yeah, they have really good young players, but do they have the chemistry there under a brand new head coach that they just announced, which... Let's be honest. Who didn't think that Mastroni was going to be the coach when they? Yeah, that, that just Come really on. strange stuff, and it's yeah. almost like they have no support from their ownership. Yeah, uh, which, which I think we case. all know. Yeah. Well, and Oscar Pereira losing Oscar Pereira is going to be huge, and 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 Pereira in that man Thomas too with him to Dallas. Yeah, they didn't replace Hendry Thomas. And they he was huge for them. They missed. Roster. My opinion is they missed out on Lava Matias Lava. They should have gone after him hard, and they didn't. They might have had to give up one of their young guys to get him, but. To that, replace if, that if Thomas you, If you want to build on yeah. the success for last season, I think you kind of have to. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand that O'Neill move at all. But No, I mean, it'll be interesting yeah. to watch them. And they could end up doing really well this they season. They could, yeah. Because we haven't seen them play yet. So. But I'm not scared of them. No, yeah. I'm not either. Just one more quick question, or quick point. One team you might watch is Columbus. I think they might be sneakily good this year. I mean, they played well in their first game. And I, th- I think that the potential is there that they could have a good year. Yeah, I think I'm surprised DC played so bad in that game. But um, I almost thought that uh, Jason was from Columbus with this bright yellow thing he's wearing on his body. <laughs> no, Dortmund, not, not Columbus. Dortmund. Yeah, I thought you said you were a doorman. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, one last question, and uh, we'll close on this one. If the entire team was to thumb wrestle, who would be the champion? That's from uh, Rachel Sparks. That's a really good question. That might be the best question. Question of the week. Question of the week. week. Congratulations, Rachel. You win a prize. So we have to set. Please contact us in three years. Are we talking like a Royal Rumble, some wrestling situation? How about a a, tournament? No, no, like a. I don't know. No holds bars all at once type of thing. Yeah, like a King of the Ring. Like Mm. maybe. I'm gonna go with Nat's beard. Yeah. (laughs) Fear the beard. I I. I could see getting a thumb stuck in there. <laughs> uh, Multiple. Yeah. As one, someone who once had a hefty beard, like, it it can happen, I think. Uh, I think it might be someone we don't expect. Uh, someone who has a lot of time to twiddle their thumbs on the bench. Uh, Jeff Atanella. Uh, as long as it's not played between May and July. <laughs> yeah. When... Good old Nick Ramondo will inevitably be at the World Cup. Hopefully playing because Tim Howard and uh, Brad Gazan have decided to take naps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, I can see Plata doing it. Plata's a little fiery guy. I can Probably see Probably has small he, hands, he quick hands. You he know? Yeah, he'd be like stepping on your toes. While he was yeah. yeah, I'd go with Plata. I'd say Plata. I'm going to say Nicky. Best hands in the league, man. I wouldn't want Does to he get to wear them. the gloves? Does he get to wear his gloves? Oh, no, he doesn't need to wear gloves. Oh, okay. He only wears the gloves for fashion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't need to wear the gloves. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Nikki, Nikki could do it, that's too. That's a good call. Yeah, I, I suppose that's it. So, uh... I don't think we're going to end on the same sort of high note that we did last week with the... Yeah. Uh, no, but there Sabo was that forward comment. Oh. Sex, man. Yeah, we will, uh... 